everybody, and welcome to Eavesdropping, a Killing Eve podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and today I am joined by Tia. Hey. Kelly. Hey. Andrew. Hey. And no Whitney, unfortunately, today. Uh, Boo. Yeah, and we were just saying right before we started recording that the word knob gets mentioned, and of course it's the episode where Whitney is not here. Before we begin, some bits of business. Uh, we had a pits couple of business. Re- yeah, bits of business. A couple reviews came in. This one from DSM HRD. Two stars. <laughs> Good <laughs> says, start. Who, who leads off, guys, watch again before you podcast. I tried to listen to this starting with season three, episode one. It was painful. <laughs> not understanding the flashbacks was to Dasha and not Villanelle, thinking the wedding was in Italy when everyone was speaking Spanish, just completely not thinking carefully about the show. It sounds like people just uh, sitting around talking as they watch the show high. Well, uh, I must say that that last sentence is fairly accurate. Uh, yeah, I to, but I will say that uh, out of all the times I'm high throughout the day, especially these days, I am not high when I'm watching the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, also, also the... both of those were mine. Those, both <laughs> of those things were my uh, bad, and I own them. Yeah, it was yeah. just stupid, stupid details that I missed for sure. Sure, here's the deal. Uh, <laughs> we make mistakes on this show, but oftentimes, as was the case within this, uh, within these complaints, they are corrected within the show itself uh, by other people because this is not a one-person podcast. Uh, so uh, even though it's two stars, which uh, based on the review is fairly generous, you are in the running for that Killing E prize at the end of this season, DSM HRD. But if you if this person wins, I can't imagine they're going to listen again to hear that they've won. But who knows? Uh, our next review comes from Kenny Stan424, who says, love, love, love. Love this podcast so much. Double exclamation point. It's not the most wow. in-depth. Yeah, it's not the most in-depth as others spend a crazy amount of time on things, but this is the most down-to-earth and funny. They don't pretend to be experts on anything, so as a listener, you feel like you are right there with them, learning and laughing. This is great for the average fan. If you want way deep analysis, check out Well Well Villanelle, but wash it down with this. Keep it up. I like that review. Uh, that is, I think so it's a, fair. Yeah. Yeah, very fair. Yeah. Knows what we are. Doesn't try to make us things that we're not and doesn't get on our ass about uh, uh, next like, review. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tia. Oh, I was going to say, it's like when you're in a fan. I feel like we're in this Killing Eve family. Like what brings all these people together is the love for the show. But you don't want to be compared to your brother who made the football team and you like to play violin or maybe you <laughs> like to do stand-up comedy. So I appreciate Kenny Stan for accepting us as we are and, and loving us. So thank yes. you for that. Thank you, Kenny Stan424. You're in the running. Uh, and, and our next and last review, five stars from Catonement. Love this podcast. Hey, all. Love this podcast. Thanks for doing it. Exclamation point. I'm obsessed with the show and love hearing your different perspectives. Goes on to say, Stone Cold Locks are cool. Thank you. Uh, I think Kelly should get her points for Kenny getting laid because he was dating Audrey. Wow. Uh, thank you. Thank no. you to that fan. Okay. Okay. Listen, I don't think, I don't think I should get the points because there isn't proof and we don't know how long they were dating. 
And it just because people are dating doesn't necessarily mean that they're having sex. So because yeah. of those things, thank you to that fan. However, I will not argue in favor of that. Thank you, Kelly. That saves me. I feel like I'm in court. <laughs> yeah, that saves me the argument to be made myself. Yes. Uh, all right. So if you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and rate and review this podcast, Eavesdropping, a Killing Eve podcast, and you'll be in the running for a nice shirt. And of course, we want it to be a positive review. But if you leave a negative review, if you hate us that much, I have to say that we owe you at least the uh, courtesy of keeping you in the, uh, in the running. Uh, hate us so much that you go to iTunes and tell us about it. You can, oh, no. also, <laughs> you can also email us at eavesdropping at watercooler.com. All right, let's get on with, uh, with the show, shall we? With yes. our uh, first impressions. Tia, what do you got? Um, well, I just want to say, I just won't joke. Extra time and your kiss. Two to get a kiss on the lips. Um, <laughs> damn, yo. I mean, anyway, I'm really excited. This this episode felt like a season one episode to me. It was action packed, uh, but then we also had like an overflow of Carolyn which was so nice. Um, and one of my favorite scenes, uh, which we'll talk about at the end, was between Constantine and Villanelle. Um, but that kiss, finally! We yeah. got a kiss. I wish it was like more sensual and longer and all the things, but... And not in the middle I'll of a fight on it. a bus? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't finish I wanted that. more. I wanted clothes ripping off. But whatever. Sure. But good episode. Great episode. Great. Kelly, what do you got? Uh, classic Tia to like, like that situation was so weird, but your takeaway of like, wow, how romantic was that kiss, <laughs> um, is just the reason why, um, I love you. I agree with, I agree with Tia though. I think this was, this was my favorite episode of the season thus far. I loved the amount of Carolyn, loved the amount of Carolyn. Um, I thought it was like the tempo was really great and we're, things are starting, starting to finally happen. Like I, those two episodes were very much like, Ooh, what's going to happen? What's whatever. And I love that. Boom. We have like Eve and Villanelle finally seeing each other. Um, we have, uh, like a death of a like pro- somewhat prominent person. We just like shit was happening. A near death, um, of someone we love dearly and just, some great Villanelle outfits. I'll say that on behalf of Whitney, not, I don't want to speak with her for her, but I just feel like great outfits from Villanelle. Sure. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was a really good episode. Cool. Andrew, what do you got? Uh, I think I'm going to reiterate Kelly said, we talked about it last week, like that we felt that this episode was going to be the episode where we really drop into gear. Cause it just feels like we've been revving up till now. And now we're, off to the races. And mm-hmm. also, Villanelle rocking a David Byrne suit. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it absolutely was. Uh, she came on, and I was like, Same as it ever was. Yeah, she, that was absolutely a David, David Byrne-like yeah. suit. She looked like Kermit wearing the David Byrne suit. <laughs> yeah, she looked like a, uh, a Tom Hanks at the end of Big... 
man. When he's made small again, of course, and he's got the, the big suit on. Yeah. yeah. She was living inside there. I, okay, so I I must admit, I, like, did not like that outfit. <laughs> I liked it for the I fun that, of it. That was probably... Yeah. She, right. I love it for the fun of it. I love it for this witty banter, but I was not a fan of it in the moment. Like, as the bus was driving away, I was like, dude, this is probably my least favorite Villanelle outfit. Yeah. It is not something that was designed for her right. actual body. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. not something. Which normally... Go ahead, Kelly. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, and it's not normally her clothes are like tailored so perfectly to like her body. Um, and so I think that was, we're just so used to seeing that, that that threw me off. <laughs> yeah. It's not something you put on if you are anticipating getting into a bus fight. So you're right. Definitely right. Not. Or running into like your ex for the first time. I'm like, come on, Villanelle, you that's what you brought to London? <laughs> yeah. Just shocking. <laughs> yeah. Not All to right. mention she had that amazing wide legged gold pant with like the polka dot blouse. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't you wear that? Like I felt like each one of those legs she could fit in. Her whole body. Yeah. Those were Massive. very wide. Yeah. I will say the outfit is very reminiscent to like old 90s R&B singers. So maybe yep. she was going to sing, you know, I'll make love to you to eat. Yeah. Who knows? But it fits with that time. <laughs> Baggy suit. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't put it past her. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed the episode. Uh, a lot of great outfits for sure. Uh, <laughs> I did like that we got them together. Um, but I will say... And we will surely talk more about it, but I will say it felt a little out of place. Uh, yes. that, that this that this moment almost seemed like it belonged in the next episode. Um, sure. And if you remove that, other than the shock of seeing them together, um, or joy, depending on your perspective, of seeing them together, it's still a pretty good episode. Yeah. And it makes that moment, if it's later on, uh, a little more built up. But it was was cool seeing them. I agree. It seemed a little forced. Um, Yeah. Agreed. Since we we are talking about it, I will say when it happened, I was like, is this real? Is this real? Like, I kept repeating that because I I thought she was (laughs) hallucinating Villanelle. So it, it was so casual that it was underwhelming. But it was also exciting when you realize, oh, my God. It is real. She is yeah. on the bus. Well, yeah. She wakes up in a uh, uh, from a dream and turns to w- someone who was on like Grey's Anatomy, and she's like, "I just had the weirdest dream. I was <laughs> part of MI6 in London." Um, pulling from the uh, New Heart storylines. No one's familiar with that. No. Nope. Okay, Andrew is. Yeah. So, <laughs> real quick, just a quick diversion. Uh, Bob Newhart, one of my comedic idols and many, the comedic idol of many, uh, is uh, part of a show called uh, The Bob Newhart Show. And then he did a show called Newhart years later. And the way that Newhart ended was that he wakes up in bed next to his co-star from the original Bob Newhart Show years and years earlier and says, Ah. I had the weirdest dream. I was running a bed and breakfast in New England. Um, so it was like all part of the, the same universe. So years later in the, in the age of when was this? The, the eighties, uh, where there is no real internet. That was like one of the biggest shocks in television history. 
Because if, if that were to happen, you can't do that now. There's no way to do that now. Anywho, Killing Eve podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're Diversion over. Season. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because it's like if Eve turns into Christina, Christina Yang, and is on Grey's, I get it now that yeah. you explained it. Yeah, I shouldn't have to explain <laughs> jokes. They're not funny if you do. <laughs> All right. But you did it. Yeah, I did. All right. So moving on to uh, the actual podcast. Uh, so we open up in Andalusia, Spain. Uh, and Bill and I was playing one note, bing, bing on the piano. Uh, and I guess she's posing as a piano tuner, right? Yeah. Posing as a piano tuner. I guess tuner. that's a job. Yeah. Yeah. It's a job. Uh, and she's posing as a piano tuner. She walks through the house. Um, uh, well, before that, she's kind of reprimanded by the owner who says, Hey, that's a really expensive piano. So maybe take it easy, which is Mm-hmm. Yeah, she kind of, she's there to kill this woman anyway, but it just pushes mm-hmm. her over the edge. She kind of goes after um, after she hears her doing her own uh, music and kills her with a piano tuner, a very sharp piano tuner. Um, awesome kill. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. Uh, very she- cool, clean kill. And I feel like we don't really see Villanelle throwing stuff often. So yeah. I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. It's good to see her just chuck shit once in a while. Yeah, like a like a throwing <laughs> star or something. Just like, yeah. Ta, ta, ta. yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so she, right in the back of the head, which I guess she throws it with such precision and force that immediately this woman is dead. Yeah. I would have thought that it would have taken a little bit more, but, you know, I'm not a doctor nor an assassin. Nor do I, I, mean, I would double tap. Take. Personally. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. You got to double check. Yeah. I don't know. I imagine it would be similar to like shooting someone in the head, right? And it's like when you shoot someone in the head, they're pretty much dead instantly. Yeah. But right? a lot of times the bullet will go much further in than it seemed that piano tuner did. Yeah. The bullet I guess, is like but maybe she. What'd you say to you? Fast and hard? <laughs> I, said, I said the bullet is is fast and fast hot. and hard <laughs> fast and hard and hot yes so yeah i think the bullet yeah it's just bullets be hot yeah they move yeah. a lot quicker than someone can throw yeah right it's true i guess so <laughs> my whole thing is like maybe it was like it just hit a spot on her head that just was like Good night, you know? She, she has yeah. a spot on her the head internal. that hasn't fully developed like an infant. She has a soft spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a little right. oh, yeah. no. <laughs> no. Oh, she hit I will her say, um, what? <laughs> it's, it's, it's hilarious just thinking of adults that would still have <laughs> soft spots in their head. I'm sure they exist. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, she looked... Jodie Comer, Villanelle, she looks so beautiful to me in that opening scene with her scarf and just her overalls. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so my style. And that striped shirt, like, yeah. everything. So I was good. just like, wow, like, you are so, like, I know we know she's beautiful and pretty, but in that moment, I was like, ah, ah. it, like, took my breath away. Um, but, yeah, that's all. Just wanted to say she's very pretty before the, before the kill. After yeah. The kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, love those overalls. Uh, so she is in this woman's studio, and she kills her, and hears on the baby monitor um, uh, a nanny and, of course, the baby. And she goes, finds 
the source of said baby noise. And uh, she sees this nanny in this nursery uh, with this kid kind of rocking it. And uh, the nurse or the, the nanny sees her in the mirror as she's coming in. Uh, and she's like, oh, no, please don't uh, in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, geez, please don't kill me. Um, oh. Good impression. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she puts the baby down and says, like, oh, please, please don't. Uh, and Bill and L, what's that? First mistake, putting that baby down. Yeah, right. Um, you got to use that baby as protection. Hold it up. Hold right it. over your soft spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut a cover up. Everybody knows that everyone in Spain has a soft spot. So <laughs> it's easy to kill them. Uh, so she puts this baby down uh, and Villanelle acts like she's going to throw it at the baby. No, 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 no. And then she points it at the, the nanny. And then she's like, okay, uh, yeah, please. Uh, puts it at the baby. No, 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 no. <laughs> and this goes on for a little while. Um, and then she just ultimately... Right in the right in the forehead this time. Right in the right in the kisser the forehead soft spot. Yeah. Well, that's the soft spot of the front of the yeah. face. Of course, <laughs> as we all know, we're not doctors, yeah. but we know that much. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and she does say, "You really like that baby, huh?" It's not even yours, <laughs> Barry. <Yeah. laughs> it's not even your kid, Barry. <laughs> yeah. Um, like such a peek into her mind too. Like, just like, why do you, like, why do you love this child so much? Like, I don't know. Just, and it's not even yours. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. What's the point? It's she's a villanelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Full on thought that kid was toast. I was like, she's going to kill. Oh the yeah. Baby. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I feel like if the nanny was holding the baby, she would have still killed the nanny. Like, I don't think, I don't know. I think villanelle would kill a baby. Oh, I, I do. Yeah, I wouldn't put uh, in infanticide. Is that the? Uh, oh, I don't even. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 infanticide. Uh, wow, Andrew was uh, quick her. to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's definitely the term. That's, I know it. <laughs> yeah, baby side. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I'm still slightly traumatized by Gabriel's death, and he was 15. Yeah. So I don't how, know. how old was this baby? <laughs> Roughly 14. <laughs> yeah. I'm not good with baby age, but like, it's not months. even one. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. By the way, you cannot, you can only count babies by months, apparently. Yeah. Like, I thought it stopped after a year, and I had, there was somebody I knew, and I was like, oh, your baby's like one and a half. They were like, 17 months. And I was like, oh my God, calm down. Like, <laughs> they, they're very Why? particular. I guess because be, because babies develop and you want to keep track of how they develop. So it's important to yeah. say like 23 months, 18 months. And yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm not there. That's not my ministry or my life right now, but I was sure. surprised that they were so offended that I wanted to say your baby's two or your baby's in, a year. And in a case half. anybody is wondering, I'm 490 months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Need yeah. to know the month. And I still have a soft yeah. spot. <laughs> yeah. And I read it. It's in my heart months. for all of you. <laughs> Ew! Shut up. <laughs> Kill him. Uh, Mike aside. All right. <laughs> so we go to London. London. Uh, London town. And we're in Carolyn's bathroom, where Mo is uh, looking down over. Well, he's looking down because he doesn't want to look at Carolyn because she's in the she's in the tub. She's in um, the bath. She's in the bath. And uh, they're going over the death of, of Kenny. What was that, Andrew? Still killing it. 
Yeah. Just to, she got it. Yeah, she's yeah. great. Um, they're going over the death of Kenny. Carolyn is reassured of things that MI6 is doing because otherwise he, the people overseeing this operation would be considered competent um, because they're saying that it's still suicide. And she's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, that's fine. It's not. Uh, Eve arrives and is a little thrown off, but she closes the door. She doesn't like, oh, geez. Um, just get over it. Yeah. It was weird that they made such a big deal of Carolyn being in the bath. Like I get that that's maybe a strange place to have a meeting, but they were acting like they were walking in on her, like doing something insane. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. just in the bath and she's totally covered by bubbles. I feel like at yeah. that point it's like fair game. Mm-hmm. It's like you're wearing clothes at that point, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she says that she has all her best ideas in the bath. Yeah. Okay. I love it. A woman who knows where her best ideas come from. <laughs> yeah. So we know when we learned that they got the thumb drive back from the police at quite a cost. Uh, Jamie arrives. Jamie from the bitter pill arrives, mm-hmm. opens up the door and is pushed out the door by uh, Eve. Um, and then they end this, they go to the, the kitchen table to have this meeting, which doesn't really get very far because they are all hesitant to, sh- to share the information that each of them has. Um, they got the phone, uh, and they have the, uh, the thumb drive, but no one is willing to share the information. Uh, Jamie and Carolyn start insulting each other. Uh, Eve gets on them and tells them to stop that we have to share, knock the shit off. Uh, and then Geraldine pops in. This is literally the most parenting this house (laughs) has ever seen. Shut up, Geraldine. I loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's uh, such a weirdo. Yeah. Didn't add anything. It's like, we get it. We know. Go go back to sleep. I want to just echo from the last. Like, go back to sleep, Geraldine. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm being so mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> I rewatched all of season eight of Game of Thrones on Saturday to prepare for our Game of Thrones podcast we were doing on Sunday, uh, which is finally going back and doing our SR Emmy Stark Raven Mad Awards for Game of Thrones season eight. And it was interesting to see uh, Gemma Whelan who plays Geraldine in this uh, plays Yara in Game of Thrones, the, the different, she can act like they're very different roles. Uh, yeah. And she's almost, she almost looks a little different in both, even though she's not really made up too differently in Game of Thrones. So just like a full, full-on approach. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. She's good. She, she I mean, just seeing her yeah. smile, just seeing mm-hmm. her smile and killing Eve, it's like, whoa, you never smiled in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there was that one time she Yeah, smiled. when she was with well, the, sure. uh, Alaria Sand. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, something, something that they clarified, which was n- nice, but now I'm like, rut row is they talked about how and when Kenny died. Like they said that he was totally fine and he didn't actually die till he hit the pavement. Yeah. So what? Now I'm wondering, we had somebody say like, oh, do you think Constantine did it? I don't want to believe, I still don't want to believe he did it, but I now I, I almost feel like it, maybe it was someone he kind of knew or was comfortable with. Um, but yeah, that was... So something uh, totally like he was totally fine. So what, what does that say then that he like, what, what is the alternative? 
that he was injected with something or he would, there was some kind of sort of, uh, or like shot and struggle. Yeah. That's what it seemed like they were saying. Like he wasn't injected with something. So yeah. No injection, no struggle. Left the roof. Yeah. <laughs> when he left the roof. Like they could have been fighting and then, you know, like the yeah. whole bicycle kick off a roof. Yeah. When he yeah. exited the roof, uh, <laughs> And fell to his ultimate demise. Or maybe he maybe he did jump, but it was jump to escape. He missed the trash can. Yeah, he yeah. Missed the, yeah. By by just a little bit. <laughs> he missed uh, the, all the hay that's usually yeah. there. Oh, no. <laughs> he was trying to parkour and just yeah. missed it. Parkour. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I kind of assumed he was thrown off. Yeah. Probably. So was. yeah. It's just who did it, though. Do you think Constantine did it, or do you think it was some random? Do you think it was no? Dodger? It's a classic. Who has done this? <laughs> ah. <laughs> I mean, I think Constantine is Kenny's dad. So if Constantine did it, consider my mind blown. But that I don't. Son, I don't... son to side. What's it when you if you kill a son? Uh, I think that's it. Son to, son to side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kenny's side. Yeah. Yeah. But who knows? I wouldn't, I don't not, I just don't want to believe Constantine did it, but he totally could have. I don't think Constantine gets his hands dirty like that. No. I think he pulls the strings. I think it's been so long since, I think he's killed some people in his life, but like in the 80s. He's retired. Maybe early 90s. Yeah, Yeah. that's behind him. In the YouTube Prime, that's when Constantine killed, but since then, no. Yeah. That was his killing prime. Yeah. Probably code his last around Sunday, bloody Sunday. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Then we shall go to the uh, Barcelona. The Barcelona. 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 Uh, Villanelle and Dasha uh, are having having lunch or dinner. I don't know what time of day it is. Probably tapas. Yeah, sure. Probably tapas. <laughs> it's constantly uh, tapas. They're just always having tapas in Spain. Yeah. During the day. And Dasha is complaining about the baby. What's with the baby? And she says, <laughs> What's, that she, the deal? What's the deal with the baby? <laughs> yeah. I don't know you hot kid. Uh, so Dasha is, uh, yeah, complaining about the baby. Vilna says that she's, I'm practicing my characters. Um, and she notes, uh, Dasha, <clears throat> excuse me, notes that she, Villanelle, has been unfocused and kind of manic over the last several days. Uh, so we're seeing, uh, Dasha is seeing that the information that Eve is still alive is impacting her. I don't know if Dasha knows that that would be a reason, but she, cause she doesn't bring it up as such, but, uh, it clearly is. Mm-hmm. And we see, we see that play itself out in the episode for sure. Yeah. Uh, I also, I miss knowing why people are being killed. I feel like in the first two seasons we knew like oh this person's connected to this and that i don't right. know where that piano lady had to die they do say later on i'm sorry were you gonna say something kelly no just opening my mouth in agreement ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so we're uh, we're on zoom so i know anytime you open your mouth it will be to agree ah uh, all right they do say later on that she was a noted uh, i have it in my notes later on but she is a political influencer So she was clearly killed for bad influence, I guess. Only Uh, women have died, Mike. Is that true? Well, I mean, other than Kenny, but like, 
And well, no, that's not true. Never mind. Erase what I said because survey <laughs> later. Sorry, but it just feels like a majority of when we have those one on one scenes when Bill and Elle's like really killing mm-hmm. someone, it feels like it's it's been heavy on the latest side. Yeah, they well, do stuff too. It's no. true. <laughs> yeah, they no, do stuff too. Women uh, uh, serial killing is not limited to gender. No, I know, but it's like the sisterhood. I don't know. It's just I just know equality. <laughs> Yeah. It's like the saffron lady, the piano lady, the nanny. I'm like, come on, man. All right, whatever. Sure. She doesn't discriminate. No. Mm-mm. Again, I think she'd kill a baby. Yeah. Right. Of any gender. Uh, so <laughs> the the baby throws some food at Dasha. She doesn't take too kindly to that. Uh, Bill no, and I'll no. laughs and she's like, oh, you want to play games? You want to play games? I'm going to put this fucking baby in a trash can. <laughs> 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 she dunks the kid. Uh, from the from the seated position, switch <laughs> into that trash can. Nothing but bags. Yeah, nothing, nothing but garbage. Um, yeah, leaves this kid. I'm glad that there was other trash in there to prop this kid up, because uh, yeah. otherwise, this kid might have been buried in people's tapas trash. <laughs> <laughs> people's uh, tapas trash. Yeah, and this ceviche. They're bustling. Yum yum. Yeah. <laughs> That baby will forever be known as the garbage baby. Yeah, garbage oh, 100%. kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, we never saw we never saw the baby come out of the trash can. So no, we, like, we saw people gathering around yeah. the kid. Hey, look at this garbage kid. <laughs> garbage patch. A garbage pale kid. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. Oh, it's Kelly really disappeared. Sad. Oh, she's back. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Sorry. Uh, does that happen each time you? Uh, switch away from the screen. Does it does it kick you off? I guess so. Okay. I guess so. I, uh, yeah. Okay. So every time Kelly disappears, my... we'll know she's not paying attention. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just know that I'm on Facebook. No, I was checking my battery life. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. All right. So the kid is garbage, and uh, <laughs> they carry carry on with their conversation. Um, Dasha is saying that uh, she is the only one that will take Villanelle on because she's. She's a bit of a problem that they keep asking that Dasha keeps asking the 12 or her higher ups for more quality recruits. And she's like, well, what can you do? You work with what you got. Um, so this crowd is gathering around the baby and she gets a new target, which is in London. Uh, she says, no, first of all, she's like, no, nah, can't do it. I'm not ready. Uh, <laughs> not, not on that. Not gonna go to London. I'm not, not gonna die. Not gonna kill. Yeah. Um, so she ultimately agrees after Dasha says, "Like, nah, come on, grow up. All you need to go to London is uh, anorak and a face like cheese." So, huh? Yeah. She's like, "You're right. I got. I, I can handle this." So she goes to London. Uh, she goes to London. Goes to London. She yeah. knows what she knows. She knows who is in London. Yeah. So she yeah, of course. That's why she's like, I, uh, I don't think uh, this is the. Um, uh, if we could uh, skip the whole. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Bash is like, no, come on. London was- is like a massive city, though. But I guess with Villanelle, it wouldn't. I'm sure her concern isn't so much running into Eve more so <laughs> than like, oh, I Seeking will stop her, out. her. Yeah. 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 So she's not ready to see Eve again. But she's like, all right, fine. She, it didn't take much twisting of the arm. But she not, agrees. Not at all. All right. 
so we go to the bitter pill and uh, Bear and Eve are looking over the accounts that Kenny left off with. Uh, we, the screen that we saw him as he uh, kind of started seeing or hearing things around him before he went to the roof. Um, we see that screen that he's looking at with the different accounts on it. Uh, and they figure out that the Rubik's Cube is code for this sheet and possibly for other things. Uh, so they're looking over, E points out like, oh, that account looks different. And they bring that Rubik's cube over, do a little twist, a couple turns. And, uh, Eve sees that it says Panda. So and we know, panda. we know Panda. We remember Panda. Yeah. He died in that like S and M sex club mm-hmm. or sex spa, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why I don't know if this is something I missed um, but why would Kenny leave that clue in case something happened to him and people like needed to know I would assume so okay yeah and just another just kind of backup um, just in yeah there's not more to say yes that's cool. that's my that's why I feel that <laughs> but if you want to say more stuff Mike go ahead no it was just <laughs> for some reason I was going to continue rephrasing what I had already said Continue to agree yeah. with what has been yeah. established. Yeah, when I could have just opened my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have known. Yeah. All right. So, Panda. Um, and she says, she gets them into the room. All right. But you got to understand, once I tell you about them, your lives are in danger. And Jamie's like, okay, well then don't. And she interrupts. Uh, they're so called the, the 12. 12 is this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that timing was great. Yeah, it really was. Uh, I just, he's like, okay, well then don't fucking tell. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's good. I like Jamie. Yeah, I like guy who plays hot. Jamie. Okay. Yes. He's yeah. really cool. I did, I did um, sense some sexual tension between him and Carolyn when he was <gasps> Me asking too. about the biscuits. I was just like, I think Carolyn's like, he could get it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I felt that too. Yeah. You don't get it. Uh, he gonna Which, get those biscuits. <laughs> he he got the he got the the title. He got the title this this time. And early on in the episode yeah. too. Meetings have biscuits. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they he's, he's uh he's uh, probably gonna have a long stay if he said the title. I don't know. I feel like that's an important <laughs> that's an important role to have. Like we're giving it to you, James. Yeah. Or they're yeah. giving him weight so they kill him off and we care about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but he said the title. Why is it? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. Once I tell you this, your lives are in danger. Okay. Don't tell us. Okay. He's done. Um, tracking the panda was tracking double agent for the 12, who was Frank, Frank Halton, who lost his knob and his life. Uh, and she starts talking about Bill and L. There's this assassin. And they kind of, um, uh, she? yeah. And this account that they're referencing, after Frank was killed, uh, went dormant until recently. There's been activity. Three transfers in the last two months, totaling about 6 million euros. And the remaining accounts uh, was, remo- was moved to Geneva or something. Uh, and we need someone that can get access to those accounts. And, of course, that's uh, Mo and Carolyn. So they all need to work together to get this shit done. Because Jamie's like, no, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't want to go to Carolyn. 
She was insult- <laughs> She was insulting me. She was. Oh, <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah. No. All right. So, yeah, they got to work together, and there's this account, and everything is starting to come together uh, over seasons, which is which is nice. Um, Eve and Mo. Uh, she goes and talks to Mo, asks him to look into the account. He's like, come on. What? Why? Why? I mean, I'm already, I got the, I got this. I did this already. I'm working for Carolyn. I got to do this too. And she's like, look, son of a bitch. If you thought this was going to be easy, then just fucking get out of my face. Um, and he's like, all right, fine. There's a line in there at the end. Eve is just such a teenager slash slash spoiled brat in my mind. Like when yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's the part where I guess uh, he says something about MI6 protecting them. And she's yeah. like, Oh, you think you, what the result of that? And she's like, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Not good. Yeah. Yeah, she not walks good. away. Yeah. <laughs> because he's looking through the papers and he says for her specifically that she should probably look into or get uh, protection because yeah, she is so close to all of this and she's had multiple run-ins with all of the major players that we know of so far. Uh, so yeah, why don't you get some protection? Hey, do you know what happens to people that get MI6 protection? And then it was that line. Not good. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Not- Nailed God. it, Tia. It's not good. <laughs> not good, mom. <laughs> That's it. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, Eve. Like, yeah, superb. Mom. Superb line delivery from Sandra O. Oh. Yes. All right. So we go to Constantine, who is at the office of Charles Kruger. And uh, Kruger is talking about his son's dancing and insulting Constantine while he does it. Uh, do you know what popping and locking is? Have you ever popped and locked? Uh, oh, you couldn't do that because you're old. You'd probably break something. You'd bust a hip. Um, and Constantine just like not having any of it. It's like it's so weird how much emphasis, how like the callback of the son's amazing dancing. <laughs> like because Carolyn does it later too. She's yeah. like, "How does he do this?" And she like does that shoulder movement. Yeah, I just yeah. He must have been talking about this to <laughs> everybody because they're all old buddies. Uh, so it right. must have been something that through the years he just is like. <laughs> Uncle Leo from Seinfeld talking about Jeffrey in the Parks Department, uh, talking about his son who can pop and lock, break dance. He's got oh, the moves. Man. Yeah. All Apparently. right. Yeah. Uh, so someone is siphoning, someone has siphoned 6 million euros, sound familiar, uh, from, <laughs> uh, you think, uh, from the Geneva accounts. Uh, and Charles vows to find the person responsible, but he asks Constantine for the money in the meantime. So if this guy is, if this is the account for the 12 and there's $6 million an account, because I'm sure they don't have just like everything in one bank account. <laughs> um, they got one joint account for all yeah, of them. Yeah. And it's under, <laughs> what do you, in all their devices, account nickname, the 12. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the 12 S-H-H-H-H-H. Yeah. So one of their accounts, there's $6 million missing. He's in charge of it. He is not going to be good for him. So he asked Constantine for this six 
million to just kind of cover it until he finds the, and he, to use his word, the scoundrel. <laughs> like, you took six million, six million euros. Yeah, why I oughta. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you. <laughs> yeah. So do we think that Charles took this money? That he did something with this money or that there's actually somebody out there that's kind of siphoning money? Because I, I don't think... happened. Okay. I think he knows what happened because, I don't know, that little, like, run that he did when he saw Carolyn and Mo. I don't know. It's just he's guilt. He's guilty the way he's hugging Constantine, asking for money, doing the... I don't know. Just his body language just was, like, guilty. Okay. Yeah. I do think he's a middleman, though. Not sure he took the money, but working for someone. Um, yeah. He's a bag What man. is that based on? Just really nothing. <laughs> but he just doesn't seem... He doesn't... Like, why would he call those... He's the accountant. He would be, like, number one person accused of something shady going on. Mm-hmm. Which I guess wouldn't change the fact that he was taking the money for... Or like, if it was under someone's na- someone else's name or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, you were going to say? I was going to say, the way he took turn and jogged away uh, from Carolyn, I guess that was a sprint. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He got like 30 feet before he was like... (gasps) I just, I think that is just a sign of Carolyn being part of the 12. Ooh. Oh, she found out. She's coming for me. I think there's a little hint there. But also, I, he definitely knows who took the money. Yeah. I can't tell. Yeah. And he needs but you don't think money. he took the money? I don't think... He, I think he's too low a person to have taken the right. money. Right. Right. Yeah. He wouldn't and, take it and stay in his office, you know? Right. Hey, right. what's paying for all of those dance classes for his son? <laughs> money from the Cayman Islands. dollars dance classes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> The best dad, I need lock dance. routine since 2008. Yeah. I, dad, I was approved for Dance 401, <laughs> and the money, <laughs> yeah, the money's due. I need another million euro. All right, expensive dance class. It really is. Well, popping and locking don't come easy. No, sir. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, and they talk shit about Arena, literally. They literally oh, Irina. Arena, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Aww. funny. Yeah. Wait, where she, is she? Like they she's still a little shit. There. She's a little shit taking a big shit on a smaller <laughs> shit. Shit, 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 shit. Yeah, that was that conversation. Yeah. That's also the first time I think we've seen Constantine have like an in-depth conversation with someone who's like not in the main cast, like who's not like Villanelle or uh Carolyn or e- I don't know. It was just interesting to see him with like have a history and kind of go back and forth with someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was just different. It was just different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we go to Mayfair, London. Villanelle goes into a perfume shop and she wants to smell powerful. Uh, she tells this uh, perfumist. What, what would you call this person? Grumier? Perf- perfumer? Uh, Andrew, was that a... Uh, what was it? Grumier? Perfumier. Perfumier. <laughs> okay. Sounds... I think it is a perfumer. Perfumer? Maverist. Right. Perfumes. Maverist. Humor. All right. So she goes and talks to this dude who is uh, <laughs> selling s- scents. And 
she wants to smell, I want to smell powerful. Uh, I want to make people gag with it. And yeah. uh, she, he starts like, okay, well, I got some floral scents over here. You can take a look. Uh, you know, I'll start spraying some of this. Uh, and she's like, Spray. I'll start spraying yeah. some of this. Yeah, you. He, he, I'll tell you, you how like you want to smell. smell. <laughs> I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she's like, "How about I to describe to you uh, how I want to smell?" And slides a wad of cash across the counter and describes in detail what she wants to smell like. Uh, I want to smell like a Roman centurion who's coming across an old foe who, in battle, once hurt him greatly. But since then, the Roman centurion has become emperor and is now powerful beyond measure. Yeah. Barry. She basically recited, <laughs> like, a Shakespeare play yeah. or something. Yeah. I'm also, like, that's a very inflated sense of how far Villanelle thinks she's, like, how powerful she is. It's like, yeah, well, you got a house. Like, that's, you still work in... Yeah, in- all she did was ask for the promotion. And right? she's out there spending the money that she hasn't made yet. <laughs> well, I'm... Because as we're literally right now as we're talking about this i'm wondering like what that all was about like why did she want why was she so obsessed with smelling powerful and if i i wonder if it had anything to do with the fact that she was like gonna stalk eve and kind of needed like a boost of like ego and confidence mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure that definitely plays a part yeah it's like right. getting your nails did <laughs> Huh? <laughs> yeah. I said it's like getting your nails did or something. Exactly. It was like her way of being like, "You got this." Like a pep talk, yeah. like a smelling pep talk. Yeah. Also, deleted I mean, scene name. probably has her uh, blasting some Lizzo. <laughs> <That's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, I don't think this is the vibe, <laughs> and they're like, Yeah, this isn't the vibe. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say her. I mean, her name comes from a perfume. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like a whole thing in season one, like yeah. the Villanelle perfume bottle. So maybe that's, I don't know, I guess it's a, it's a nod to that. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm. all of the above. Ooh. And, right. probably, and probably more. Yeah. <laughs> and probably more. Just, uh, just wanting to be more confident in general, project that air of management, uh, so to speak, which probably not. She doesn't care. She just wants that, wants that money. Right. All right. So we go to Carolyn's home. Uh, Geraldine commented that she's, uh, where we see Carolyn is readying for a night out on the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting made up. And Geraldine is commenting that she's happy for her going, getting out of her comfort zone and meeting people and so on. Um, and she comments that Emily Bronte hardly ever left the house. Kind of like all of us right now. We're all Emily Bronte is what I'm saying. Yeah. So get some pens, get some papers and start writing some poetry or a sequel to Withering Heights. Um, She's proud and uh, says Kenny would be too, which is very nice. But Carolyn, as she does throughout this episode, is just like emotion bounces off. (laughs) Not having Yeah. Dodging all of that shit like the Matrix. Yeah. Um, Not just doesn't doesn't land. Poor Geraldine. Uh, yeah. Their so relationship she, is so strange. Like, I wonder, we, I imagine we're going to get more information about why their dynamic is the way it is. Cause it's so weird. I think we see how Carolyn is and seeing Carolyn as a mother. I feel like that's the logical outcome 
Mm-hmm. They're the, the way that they behave with each other and the way that Kenny has behaved with them, knowing how Carolyn, at least seeing how Carolyn has presented to this show, I feel like that's that would explain how they are, the, their relationship is the way that it is. I mean, I'm sure there's much more to it, but. Whoops. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe it could be just as simple as that, whereas like Carolyn literally just like has poured her life into her work and she just can't be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think it would feel less weird if we were introduced to Geraldine from the beginning because then it'd be just like, oh, that's just what it is because we don't really, like Kenny and Carolyn's relationship, we're like, okay, we get it. But I think her just kind of popping in season three, it's like, who you, at least in my mind, I'm just like, what's, what? I have more questions than I think I would have had if she was like just always in the family or up the road. Mm -hmm. Dude, I still don't trust her for like whatever reason. I'm like, yeah, there's something off about her. She like is a little overly caring about her like super like her mom who can just take care of herself. <laughs> like she's incredibly self-sufficient. So I'm like, what are you doing? Like yeah. so worried about your mom. I don't know. <laughs> what are you I doing? Stop I, being yeah. so stop loving your mom so much. Yeah. You know? What is wrong with you showing emotion to <laughs> family members? God, what's my problem? Am I a Carolyn? <laughs> <laughs> oh man Ooh. yikes uh so <laughs> she's headed out for a night on the town and is she gets the a date yeah a date gets the wise advice don't talk about stalin as we <laughs> should all follow that's strictly a third date topic i don't agree with that rule <laughs> okay. i think if things are going well you can totally bring up stalin <laughs> yeah you gotta feel it out yeah, <laughs> yeah. If it makes sense, give it time. Yeah, if someone brings up dictators, I'm not not talking about Stalin. Exactly. That would be weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Carolyn is waiting at the bar, and uh, kind of looking over toward the direction of uh, Einrich, but we don't know him at this at this point. Uh, and she's asked if she wants another drink. She declines, uh, and says that you know at some point you got to know when to admit defeat. Uh, playing as if that she as she's been stood up. So it seems as if because she immediately runs over to Einrich and stages this run into that she it's not she wasn't going there on a date. She was going there to stage this run into with this guy, right? Yeah. She knew where he was gonna be, played it off and didn't want to just charge at him. Um mm-hmm. instead did it this way. Very smooth. It was a good, it was a good staging, especially after 21 years. Dude, and she like lit up when she saw him. She was Mm -hmm. all smiley and glowy. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is so sweet. And also she's like, so cool. Mm -hmm. Like she's still got like, I don't know, man, she's charming as heck. Yeah. And confident, like mm-hmm. very cool. <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, <laughs> How do you do it? Show me. <laughs> <laughs> I would also point out she knew the bartender's name. So wow. cool. Yeah. Well, she probably goes there. You know, she probably goes there all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I think I think it's still worth um, uh, mentioning because I don't know personally that even though I've gone to a place a lot that I know the people's, people's names. Do you know the, the names of the folks where the places you frequent? Yeah. Well, I don't get out much these days. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, no, when I was, going I know the people to I bars, live with. 
<laughs> um, when I was going to bars, not every place, but like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I'm, if I go somewhere consistently, I feel like after maybe three months, then I'm like, oh, hey. especially if you, if you go to a place and it intersects with like holidays or something special happening, it's like, you just yeah. talk more to people. So um, shout out to Anna at Sushi Garden. I <laughs> 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 go to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like if you are, especially being at the bar, uh, it's a little bit more um, uh, intimate. You know, sure. you're going to see that person more. And even if it was the only time, that they've met. I think that since she is there by herself, I think a bartender may be more likely to introduce themselves, have a conversation, or at the very least just say, hi, I'm Tom, I'll be your bartender, <laughs> you know, and it could right. be as simple as that. <laughs> Definitely. I think there are places like that. Um, I don't, I'm not really the type of person to be like, what's your name? Um, but yeah. sometimes also when you get your receipt, their name is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know when I'm at the bar, I like, usually don't really want to talk to people. So I'm not one to be like, Hey, give me your name. Cause then I feel like that <laughs> like establishes like a chatting kind of situation. Sure. <laughs> and we don't want that. <laughs> no, ma'am. I want my burger and beer and I want to be left the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. Yeah. So Carolyn is waiting at the bars, looking over at Einrich and uh, stages that bump into. And uh, it's an old, he's an old friend ally. Uh, and the date was to cover. The two go out, and Carolyn is basically using him for info. Uh, he starts to say something about financials, and she's like, oh, no, I would love to hear all about the seedy financial life. Um, this is exactly why she's there. Um, and that's that's it. Um, where did they go to uh, to eat? What were they eating? Chinese? Looked like, they, yeah. It Small. looked like, yeah, like chow mein or like asian style noodles of some kind looked so good drinking beers she was all casual i loved it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like two teenagers it was mm-hmm. adorable absolutely yeah. we cut to the next morning carolyn is way hungover she had a <laughs> glass of uh water on her head on her forehead just kind of cradled by her soft spot uh, <laughs> her friend <laughs> yeah uh and the uh, mo says the official line is migraine and i'm having an aura eve so, <laughs> like we'll just get some fucking medicine get over it let's go yeah dude eve is such a wet blanket in this scene it really is uh, <laughs> not god yeah not, not can't you just take some model song <laughs> yeah got some paracetamol Okay. <laughs> Who walks over starts flicking the lights on and off and screaming. Yeah. Get two oh, trash can lids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so they got the, the info that they need on the accounts. Uh, the accounts owner was under a 92-year-old um, berry farmer or something that died nine years ago, where it's, which was a cover because the account actually belongs to Charles Kruger, also known as um, something Korchimev. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's Charles Kruger. And the guy that we've already met with, Constantine. Uh, and it might be the accountant for the 12, is what Eve is saying. And they're kind of surmising through this information. And Eve kind of shows a little bit of concern for Carolyn, uh, because Eve suggests that they kind of stake the place out and... 
uh, Carolyn's like, no, he's not going to, it would be difficult to get him to talk to me. He's definitely not going to talk to you. And uh, Eve shows a little bit of concern and Carolyn's like, nah, it's cool. I got it. And she does have a line where she says, it's not fun using people you once loved. It's all rather painful, really. And Mo says, do you think she meant a word of that? Or do you think a, a word of that was true? And Eve is like, nah, I think she loves it. Yeah. I think she does too. I think Carolyn's built for it. Yeah, I think she finds it fun. <laughs> yep, she's built like a Ford truck. Comes <laughs> <laughs> to relationships. Yeah. Like a Ford truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything more on that? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, can't, I can't wait for the review. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, I don't fully understand what's going on. (laughs) I mean, we have the $6 million from Charles Kruger (laughs) that belongs to the 12. Uh, We have the money from the panda that's that's linked to that account where uh, it's all kind of coming together. But we don't necessarily know what it means. They don't even know what it what it really means just yet. Uh, so I don't know. It's uh, you know what it is. I think is as much as I love this episode. I wasn't very interested in this particular storyline. Um, yes, I want to know who killed Kenny. Uh, I want to know all the things with Villanelle. I'm loving seeing Eve break down and Carolyn just be Carolyn. But just I don't know. I. I there's other things that I'm more interested in, I guess. Yeah. Like Constantine's family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anything, yeah. anything Constantine's doing. Yeah, and I know all of it overlaps, but yeah. yeah, this was one part where I was just like, okay, like let's 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 get to that chaos. Yeah. So we go to a toy store. We're at a toy store. Bill and I was looking over stuffed animals as uh, that's the day that Teddy Bass half the picnic is playing, which is a creepy song. Yeah, creepy, it's creepy even song. creepier when you sing it. <laughs> so that's the way that Teddy Bass half the picnic. Uh, it almost sounds, it's such a, I don't know, I'm sure there are all different people that sing these songs, but it also sounds like, Jeepers, creepers, like the guy Jeepers, creepers. What is with the the 1920s, 1930s voice that makes people sound like that? Because I'm sure that it also has something to do with the tinniness of uh, the radio uh, and the records of the time. But they, when when you think about songs from then, it all sounds like that. <laughs> And then yeah. Catherine Hepburn sound that way too. So that, what was she like yeah. a New Englander? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So isn't that? Yeah, but people next? from New England don't sound like that. Unless maybe <laughs> they're like, if they're like super upper class, I don't know. But people like, a, I guess New England, the accents are different too. I'm just specifically thinking of like a Boston accent, <laughs> yeah. which I don't know. But yeah, like, I don't know why they all talk like this. I don't know why they all have <laughs> that sort of inflation. Yeah, I didn't care. Yeah, it's all like that. All right, so the teddy bears are having their picnic as Villanelle is looking over these stuffed animals, and a an employee comes over to Villanelle and says, "Hey, would you like to record a uh, a message for this bear?" And 
yeah, sure. Why not? She goes into this uh, recording studio. Uh, I would have assumed that the bears just you talk into it and you record, but she goes into this recording studio, I guess, recording to a cassette where they will then pop into this bear or something. I don't know. I don't get the Pretty recording cool. studio. Yeah, it's neat. Cassette. Yeah, I don't know what, whatever. Go into the uh, recording studio and she's going over what she's going to say. Um, I should have shot you in the head. I should have shot you in the head and watched you die. Then thinks a little bit more on it. Maybe that's not the message she wants to send. (laughs) And softens it up a bit and says, I can't stop thinking about you. So she she says these things, listens back, (laughs) says another thing, listens back. And that's where we end that scene. I can't stop thinking about you. It's hard to leave phone messages, y'all. Yeah. Dude, it is. Yeah, and you don't have the pressure of of, uh, a bunch of people around you at the time. Well, and not to mention, this is going to be in a stuffed animal. So I feel like the ante is even higher. Yeah. With the message. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be very easy to just re-record because Eve would have to just go, if she wanted to keep the bear but get rid of the message, she's going to have to take the bear, record something at the creepy toy store. And yeah. did Villanelle leave a gift receipt? I doubt it. I Yeah, I, I doubt it. Maybe it's under the pillow. No. She also, no, there's no way that she, she probably thought that was like the best gift to have ever given anyone. Yeah, she's like, there's no way she's going to want to return this. No, this perfect, <laughs> perfect gift. Perfect this, gift with perfect message. Perfect gift. <laughs> perfect gift. Uh, yeah. So that's that scene. And uh, yeah, she's going to. Give it to uh, Eve at some point, I guess. Um, maybe on her next birthday or later on in this episode. Uh, <laughs> so we go to the hospital uh, where Nico is being held, being observed. Uh, Eve is waiting in the lobby and the nurse comes by and says that Nico has discharged himself. Not He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Not like in the last day or so, but last week. He's gone. Uh, and Eve presses for information. She's a little hesitant, like, oh, no, I'm really not supposed to. Um, Come on, I'm his wife. And she tells her, well, he did say something about Poland. (laughs) I will give you the country, but that's the most in-depth I can get with the information. All she deserves. Yeah. Barely. Uh, Yeah, As, as if she's not going to assume that if she says Poland, that Eve won't know where in Poland he's likely to go. Come on. Yeah. We know. We know. All right. So he's going to Poland. He's discharged himself. Doesn't want anything to do with Eve, which he basically said the last time we saw him. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, so Eve gets the info, is kind of walking down the street in a absolute daze, is kind of startled out of it by some sirens. Uh, and then she gets on the bus. She's te- texting Nico. We see a string of texts. Uh, like seven or eight texts in a row that have gone unanswered. Yes. I was going to say, good for Nico. Yeah. I'm clapping for Nico. Yeah. Bye, Eve. <laughs> you trash. <laughs> like, just, I'm, so, I'm so happy for him. It's like he is free. And I, lo- I loved just the look on her face when she realized that he bounced without leaving her a note. It's yeah. like, what do you what do you expect, boo? Like, yeah. 
you you went Villanelle. Like that's like your new y'all about to go to Alaska and eat some spaghetti. So I'm very happy and very proud of Nico. Yeah. I'll tell you what though, I feel like I'm more concerned for him now than I was before. Um, really? Just from an outside the world, outside of killing E perspective, like thinking, looking at this show, removing him uh uh far away from the danger to me where everybody's going to think that he's safe. I feel like something is probably going to happen to him that either pulls him back in or she does something to get him there. Yeah. Like she's going to need help and kind of towards the end of the season, he's going to show up and save her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's lock I, is that? Yeah. Is I don't Andrew's know. lock? I don't no, know. mine is that he's used to trap her. <laughs> yeah. oh. No, my, that's my lock. Okay. That's a, yeah, that's a Kelly. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's probably going to uh, end up getting getting killed because we've already seen that this this nurse is a little loose with the info. <laughs> not that not that Villanelle really would need to ask the nurse, like, where did he go? Hey, come on. I'm his sister um, kind of thing. And she's like, okay. Looks around. I heard he went to Poland. Um, she's going to know where he's at. I don't know. I just feel like the further he is away from things, the, the more, more vulnerable The more yeah. vulnerable he is to me. As weird as that is within the world, outside the world, I think, I think there's something to it. No, I think that makes sense. Okay. You don't go to Eastern yeah. Bloc Europe and then expect to be fine. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. All right. So... Eve is on that bus texting Nico. Nico's like not having I mean, any of it. Yeah. Not who nothing, is? lefting everything on scene. Um, Villanelle uh, gets on the bus dressed like David Byrne, as previously discussed, <laughs> um, gets on the bus and is like, this is not my beautiful bus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How did I get here? <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so she walks up. And Eve is, I thought Sandra O oh in this particular moment was so good because it was like the slow realization of like what she's looking at is real. Um, and then the moment where she, it like clicks for her, like this isn't an illusion. This isn't a flashback of, you know, this a memory kind of thing. Uh, this is happening and freaks the fuck out immediately uh, upon that realization and just starts swinging wildly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. lending, lending a good one yeah. uh, on Villanelle. Um, people on the bus are just kind of moving seats to avoid yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the scuffle. And uh, at one point she climbs over, pins her on, on the two seats and says, I'm not here. For, or she says before that, like, I'm not here for you. Calm the fuck down. Let's everybody relax. Let's everybody calm down. Um, take a breather, not here for you. And, uh, she, what did she say? Ask her to smell her, right? Yeah. Smell me. Yes. I'm not here for you. Smell me. What do I smell like? Smell Smell me. Um, what what did she expect there? You smell like Rome, a Roman (laughs) centurion. (laughs) Like we were lovers, you know? Yeah. Smell like old leather. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Smell like something, some wood. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so there's that moment, and then they kiss. They kiss. Smooch. Ah, so, so a sex. weird one. No sex. No makeup sex. 
No makeup sex. I hope I hope the makeup sex is coming. They have deprived us from any real intimacy that I I don't know that we would usually expect like if this was a hetero relationship. Um and so I'm so excited about the kiss because we've been starving for just at least I've been starving for something. But it also was like I wanted more. Like I thought they would like it was like two teenagers like randomly kissing. Yeah. Like, just a really quick like and yeah. like okay, uh I'm excited, but uh PDA PDA on public transportation. Yeah. After a fight. After a fight. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Their relationship is so bizarre. Like, I don't expect anything that would be um, typical in a healthy relationship to happen in theirs. Mm -hmm. Like, I was not at all shocked that that's how things panned out. (laughs) Like, um, I was actually pretty shocked that they kissed at all. Um, it makes sense because there's so much sexual tension between them. But then, yeah, it was immediately met with the headbutt, like yeah. a pretty gnarly one. Yeah. Do you yeah. think it was one yeah. of those distraction kisses of like, I'm going to kiss you, throw you off mm-hmm. your guard, and then I'm going to headbutt you? Yeah, Andrew, is that a move of yours? <laughs> yeah, it's my go-to, actually. Distraction <laughs> kissing? Whenever I'm in like a bar fight, I instantly kiss someone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he knows the bartender's name. Yeah, Tom. yeah, it's always Tom. Tom. It's always Tom. <laughs> always. Uh, yeah, a fucked up relationship. So very fucked up. Uh, so strange. I mentioned earlier that I I felt like this scene, although cool, it was cool, out of place. Yeah, it, it was forced because you have you have her earlier going to the uh, creepy toy shop, setting up this plan to. Uh, give Eve this gift. Uh, and then it's almost like, you know what? She's like, I'm going to play it, play it cool. I'm going to go. I'm going to get this bear. I'm going to really ease into things. And then it's like, she just was like, I can't, I can't, I can't resist. I gotta go, <laughs> I, I gotta go see her. So I thought yeah. that she was like abandoning this, this bear plan. I don't know. It just seemed, just seemed out of place because we also see the bear stuff a little later on. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think it would have been it would have made so much more sense if that we didn't have that scene and then and then the episode ended the same of with the bear there. Yeah. Yes. For but sure. yeah, I agree, Mike. I do feel like that despite the fact that I did like this episode, that scene seemed forced. Yeah. For sure. And the only thing it, as far as like what it contributed to I mean, I think that was probably Villanelle's way of just trying to get it out of the way and like mm-hmm. take control. Just like, you know what, I'm just gonna find her and see her that way I don't have to keep thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but the only thing that it gave as far as like the the storyline and the plot was when she told Eve, I'm not here for you, and then Eve used that information to text Carol. But we also didn't need it because if Villanelle just randomly showed up and shot the guy in the back of the car, it's like, you know, Carol and survived. And most she would have been fine anyway. Yeah, exactly. They just she wanted also, to freak me out. She also could have recorded on the bear. I'm not here for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> P.S. I wish, I bet you wish I was here. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. It was know. really weird. Still a, a wild scene. One of the wilder oh. scenes I would say in the series uh, to see the way that they've dealt with each other, especially in public. We've seen them do yeah. shit like this in more secluded spots uh, or right. in their own places, but on a bus. 
I guess they have surrounded to by people. their interactions somehow. Yeah. Like, because the same shit kind of happens all the time. So it's like, oh, how do we up the ante here? Yeah. And yeah. if you like do also looking at kind of that whole mirror thing that we do sometimes, it's very telling of just like Eve. So they did the same thing to each other. So Eve stabbed Villanelle. And then when they first met, it was like very calm. And like, they basically, that was that whole like um, Villanelle showing up as if she was going to like a, a funeral service and cause she was going to kill Eve. So it was like mm-hmm. very calm and calculated and like, Ooh, uh, and this one, you know, Villanelle shoots Eve. And then next time Eve sees Villanelle, she just loses it. Yeah. So I don't know. It was, uh, yeah. And uh, she's definitely in Eve's head now. That's for sure. Um, Eve is left kind of dazed, uh, even more dazed than before. Um, and Villanelle is kind of laughing, like kind of slowly smiles and just starts like, hee hee hee. She goes to herself. Yeah. Uh, and she heads into the bitter pill. Uh, her nose is bleeding. Her head's bruised. And she is not in the mood to talk about it. Why did mm-hmm. she clean herself up? It, it's, it reminds me of those people who they show up and they're just like, don't look at me. But it's like, you really don't want people <laughs> yeah. to like ask or look at you. It's like, go to the bathroom, wipe your face off, fix your hair, then go in. So it's like, of course people are going to ask. So yeah, right. it's like coming in in a big, you know, furry coat. Don't, nobody ask me about the coat. Like, yeah. Sure. Put a concealer for that giant bruise on your forehead, on your soft spot. Clean yeah. the dried blood up from your nose. It could be, and this is stretching, uh, could be Eve not wanting to give it even that much weight. She doesn't want to talk about it. She doesn't want to clean it up. Uh, and maybe she's fooling herself into thinking that this was not as big a deal as it clearly was. This, yeah. th- this interaction has left both physical and emotional scars, um, bruises, I should say, on, on her. And she's just not ready to, uh, to deal with that. That's good, yeah. right? I like that. Okay. Beautiful. Well said. Good, good analysis. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. All right. So we are now in, I think they had said Kensington, but if it's not in Kensington, they're still in England. Uh, Carolyn and mm-hmm. Mo uh, are on the stakeout and waiting for Charles Kruger to come out. Uh, Mo asked, why can't we go in? Because we'd be stuck there, you dummy. And out here, he's accountable. Uh, for, right. for what he does. And Mo is like, what's going to happen? What's, what's God, going on? She's so smart. Yeah. Carolyn. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the worst MI6 operator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can we just like go in, go in and talk to him? No. Can't we just Idiot. knock and ask to come in? Yeah. This is a stakeout. Don't you know what the fuck a stakeout is? You fucking dummy. <sighs> Well, what are yeah. these things for then? <laughs> yeah. But what were they? What were they eating? They were eating like toffee eclairs or something. Yeah. Oh God. With a chocolatey oh. center. Oh God. Oh. Sounds so good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, the they're in the car, and we get a a rear view mirror shot of a traffic cop. Kind of looks like Villanelle. You can see it through the visor. Kind of looks like Villanelle. Uh, we're not quite sure yet. And then we go to the bitter pill. Jamie is asking about what happened. Fine. Whatever. Um, uh, as long as it's got no- <laughs> She says they don't want to talk about it. Um, fine. Whatever. As long as it's got nothing to do with whatever we're working on, then I don't need to know about it. And Eve's like, uh, 
about that and then again again she's like all right so there's this assassin (laughs) (laughs) uh which is just fun who works for the 12 and then we kind of cut away from there and then we go back to kensington outside charles's 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 offices and (laughs) (laughs) charles's charge and uh comes out sees Carolyn, or Carolyn sees him come out, and she immediately gets out of the car. He spots her and starts to run. Immediately uh, is winded or he's in pain. Um, Something's up. Maybe having heart attack symptoms. We don't really know. And uh, Carolyn and uh, Bo pull up beside him and say, need a a lift? Elbow. Elbow outside of the window. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. Hey, oi, need a lift? Hospital maybe? Um, that's my Carolyn. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's like Fiona yeah. Shaw is on the podcast. Man, that would be Boy. that would be something if we oh. can get Fiona Shaw. If we could somehow trick her into thinking we were worth doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be wonderful. I'm gonna make that my uh, my mission this week because I got nothing else to do. Yeah, why not? Um, and it's probably just gonna be sending one email to somebody. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, we're back at the bitter pill because Charles has gotten into the car. And um, so they're brainstorming, okay, possible assassin targets. And uh, Eve suggests Carolyn uh, because Carolyn has, we figured, they're going after Carolyn because they figured out that we know uh, about the accountant and Carolyn is going after the accountant. So they're probably going after Carolyn. they being Villanelle. Uh, Carolyn is making small talk with Charles about his son. Uh, and Eve is calling. Carolyn is ignoring. She tries Mo. Mo doesn't answer. And uh, he says she says something to uh, Charles that he accepted the job from the 12, like the money-grubbing bottom feeder that you are. Um, so there's just that. Uh, the police, mm-hmm. oh, no, uh-oh. The police have pulled them over, and Mo is like, "Yeah, uh, everyone, uh, everyone look, <laughs> everyone look innocent, everyone look innocent." He says, "Which is just what fun. a wiener." <laughs> yeah, or, everyone look innocent. Uh, Eve texts Bill, and, and this was like, "Did you all see this text?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every it was word. Like none of the words had vowels or something. It took Carolyn that long to figure out what she was trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Villanelle after you. Oh, no. Danger. Villanelle after you. Yeah, there Dunger. was like no vowels. <laughs> yeah, Dunger. Um, Dunger Mifflin. Uh, <laughs> Villanelle after you. She looks. The cop's already right there. The cop is Villanelle. Gun to the window uh, and shoots. And then there's just this kind of slow-mo glass breaking uh bullet goes in uh we don't know we don't know what's going on we slowly see that mo is okay we see carolyn there is blood coming down the left side of her face uh mo shakes her but she comes to uh, as kind of breathing heavy freaked out as she should be uh and they both see that they're okay turn to find that uh charles has been shot in the head Charles is dead. That I was. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that freaked me out. I think 
my I was my heart was beating so fast because I was wondering like what would they kill Carolyn right after killing Kenny? And if Carolyn was dead, I was gonna throw my laptop and like drive to their studio or something. It was <laughs> yeah. not be good. Yeah. I was so conflicted because obviously I want my lock, but I didn't <laughs> want I didn't want Carolyn to die. So that whole time I was like, how do I feel? <laughs> um, but uh it was I guess it was a relief. And then instantly I was like, God, I want my point. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feared for Carolyn's life in that moment. And I got to say that this is, this season is the first time I'm really fearing for the lives yeah. of main characters. Uh, after Kenny, it's like, nobody is, is safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I feel like they could have, could have very well killed Carolyn. I, I definitely want Fiona Shaw to continue on the show. Carolyn uh, is a fantastic character. Fiona is a fantastic actress. I want her to continue, but I would also have a little bit more respect for the show. If they if made they such her? a bold choice to definitely. kill off Carolyn and how does that impact things? I don't want it to happen, but I, I want to see them kind of write themselves into some corners. So you see where I'm coming from. <laughs> sure. It's like conflicting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and yeah. then if she is a part of the 12, though, then Villanelle, like that whole thing was just like a ruse. Because Villanelle did not have to shoot through the front window. She could have shot through the back. Had us oh. scared. Oh, yeah. For but sure. then it makes it more believable that like, oh, maybe she isn't a part of the 12 because she almost she almost died, but not really. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah, it could be a Carolyn double agent sort of thing. She may have known that this was going to happen. Uh, there may have been that sort of element, and which is why she didn't get killed. But she seemed pretty shaken up. So this could also simply be a uh, a shot through the head of Charles and a warning shot for Carolyn. Yeah. Mm. Shot through the myself. head <laughs> yeah. you are to blame. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> uh, so she is getting a little, a little too close, too close, a little too close. Yeah. That was like kind of like a warning, it yeah. seemed. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that, uh, especially this episode, we're seeing Carolyn, like, because everything's getting a lot closer to Carolyn. She likes playing with people and using them. But things are starting to retaliate against Carolyn. We're seeing her be shaken a little bit more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're definitely seeing that facade crumble mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and seeing the things that she does not or cannot control get the get the better of her. Yeah. yeah. She's not as composed as she, she has been in previous seasons. Yeah, this yeah. is a very Carolyn-heavy season so far, even more so than Eve and Villanelle because... You got the work dynamics. You got the family dynamics. You're all she's still out there flirting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> True. working that flirt, working mm-hmm. them flirts <laughs> for information. Yeah. Did you see the deleted scene that they showed for this? No. There mm-hmm. was a deleted moment that AMC sometimes shows where Jamie and Eve are rushing to the scene. Uh, they they show them kind of running down the steps uh, and. Jamie's looking at his phone. He's like, the car's going to take seven minutes. And he was like, are you kidding me? Um, and that was the deleted moment. So they were oh. making an effort to get to Carolyn the because they couldn't reach them. 
Okay. Got it. So we go to Villanelle, uh, who was watching the news about this baby being found. This <laughs> dumpster baby was found, uh, and it belonged to Isabel Fernandez, a influential political campaigner. Um, so the baby has been reunited with her father, uh, and I think they said her father. If not, it's irrelevant. Yeah, I think so it was far. her dad. Yeah. Uh, and she looks at the baby. Oh, he looks so happy. He's so happy. Yeah, he's so happy. Him so happy. Uh, Carolyn's home. Uh, she arrives home. Geraldine greets her, and the two of them struggle through caring for each other in that moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so painful. Yeah. Uh, it was like, um, I can't remember if it's an office or something like that, where it's like comforts in, like, and tapping like one, two, three, four, patting on the shoulder. Um, I can't remember exactly what show it was, but it was. It felt that sort of mechanical moment. Geraldine is trying to show emotion. Carolyn's like, no, 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 and then she kind of mm-hmm. she does give her like a not not a tap out of comfort, but like a tap of like, stop. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah, we're good here. There. Yeah. But then Carolyn asks her for a glass of whiskey, which I feel like was a nice sure move of like asking for what she needed in the moment. And Geraldine was very nice to get it. Like, I thought that was kind of a sweet little micro moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Carolyn's love language is not touch. No. I don't know what it is. What is it? It's not words of affirmation. Not gift. Maybe it is gifts. It might be receiving gifts. Uh, Gifts and information. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And Eve, uh, we go to Eve who is waiting for the bus. The driver opens up, waits, and then pulls off because Eve is like, I don't feel safe. Nowhere is safe. Mm -hmm. Nowhere is safe for Eve right now. Yeah. Yeah, not too much to say on on that. She's Uh, on her knees again. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. She needs some sort of weapon. Mm -hmm. Dude, she needs a gun. Get some mace, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Constantine's house. He comes home, ooh, tired, long day, and doesn't see the lump in his bed. <laughs> and gets in there, Villanelle scares him, freaks him out. Oh, don't do that. Never wait for me in the dark. My heart can't take it. Um, and I just gotta say, I would notice that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is yeah. a body in your bed. Yeah, definitely. It didn't work when I was a child hiding <laughs> yeah, from right. my parents. <laughs> you know, like, it's not going to work now. Yeah, maybe from his perspective, the lighting was playing some tricks. Maybe it didn't quite look that way. But eh, come on, Constantine. You're a member of the 12, <laughs> and you can't notice a lump in your bed. Come on. Dude, he was tired, and it looked like a pretty plush bed. It really did. That's a yeah. quality comforter he's got. And it was also dark shadows can be weird i don't know i get it yeah i get it okay so constantine is trying to find that he's trying to find six million dollars to give uh sergey uh charles kruger and uh do you think either uh, villanelle asked do you think i was a cute baby um <laughs> do you think everybody looked at me it was like oh ah uh, um and she says that he's more boring than the accountant that she just shot. You see his eyes kind of <laughs> widen a little bit, but he doesn't. What? Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, 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 
What was that you said? <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> Did you say Sargai? Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he gets mad at her. Um, oh, this is before like she makes him smell her. Or yeah, Again. he makes him. Sm- yeah. she makes him smell her. Um, what does that smell like? Uh, power. Yeah, um, power and knowledge. Um, so <laughs> he's like, "No, you're an ugly. You're an ugly baby." <laughs> All right, Tom. You, <laughs> yeah. you had you had strange head, bulbous. <laughs> you're an ugly head. baby. <laughs> yeah, huh? let's go get something to eat, huh? <laughs> Uh, and she asks, like, who was I in the photo with? And he's like, uh, uh, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she wants to know about her family, and she asks him to find them. And uh, to keep power, you need knowledge, is what she says. So she wants to know about her family. And I don't know. All of these things are still pointing to Constantine being, being family. Totally. And, and the Has question... The question should be raised if Constantine uh, is uh, part of her part of her family. Is Carolyn part of her family too? Going back to um, uh, who was it? Whitney's Whitney's lock. Yes, yes. from before. Yeah, totally I actually, possible. I was actually surprised that he did know, unless he was just messing with her. Uh, yeah. How she looked as a baby. Yeah. I was, yeah, but he knew. Yeah, and maybe he's so sh- like he doesn't remember because it's him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was in the photo with you. All right, yeah. <laughs> it was me. You got me. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, and then we go uh, to our final scene, the final scene uh, with Eve at home. Another long day kind of deal. Another something in the bed. Um, and she hears Villanelle's voice. Well, first of all, she thinks she hears something or sees something, right? Yes, there's like a noise. Yeah. I and thought it was going to be Nico. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hello? Nobody. <laughs> um, and she's like, ah, you're an idiot. Um, calm down. So she hears, gets into her bed, lays down, and activates this, uh, this bear. And of all of the takes that we heard, we hear a new one. We, we didn't get to hear what she went with until now. Admit it, Eve, you wish I was here. Mm-hmm. Ad- admit it, Eve, you wish I was here. Uh, over and over again until she Creepy. finds it. Yeah, until she finds it, rips it apart, finds the, uh, the little device, silences it, and then turns it back on. Oh, does she turn it on all right? Ow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> Ow! Ow! Yeah. yeah, so she is... Uh, She's she is listening to that and feeling some things. Yeah, Eve mm-hmm. Eve has got it. Eve's got it so bad for Bellinelle. Cute Usher song. She's got it bad. Um, <laughs> it's like when you're wrong, Mike, you know it. You got it bad when you miss the day. Yes, yeah. she is fair when you still <laughs> All right, Mike. <laughs> wow. Secret Usher fan. Right. Yeah. So I, she's just got it. So like the way she, it's that, that tension in that fight, that battle in her mind, like mm-hmm. I'm mad at you. I hate you. Like she killed Bill, uh, you know, she's just ruined her whole life, but she's obsessed And the way she like brings the sound closer to her, her ear. 
it was just like, Ooh, girl, like you gonna fall asleep to that, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. like, it's not, she's, she has it bad. So skill to a busher, <laughs> yeah. but it's like obsession. It's yeah. not like, it's just, she's like, it's obsession. It's infatuation. Cause she doesn't know who Villanelle is. Um, yeah. Or what she does know is like freaking awful. And she knows that she's a psychopath. So yeah, it, which makes it even more like twisted and complicated. Yeah, yeah. Because what she knows about herself is that she is drawn to that crazy. Yeah, for she, sure. She, she is. Yeah. She, she wants, she wants that cray. Yes. <laughs> hey, some of us do. You know, yeah. <laughs> so just want some of us like the crazy. <laughs> um, all right. This has gone on long for us. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to skip the Stone Cold Lock check-in. Anybody have anything they want to plug real quick and then we'll end with winners and losers? Nope. No plugs. No. Okay. Just stay safe, people. <laughs> um, well, then I will be the only one, but also everybody stay safe. Uh, stay safe. Watercooler.com for uh, information about live podcasts and other shows uh, and podcasts that we do. Check that out. Um, we're posting our finally year after they aired uh, the last episodes, uh, Game of Thrones SR Emmys, where we talk about and it kind of re- serves as a recap for season eight. Um, and uh, check out Study Hall, uh, comedy inspired by lectures. We're doing some online shows. There is one on Wednesday, April 29th at 7.30 p.m., and you can find information about that at studyhallshow.com. It's a really fun show that mixes lectures from uh, professors and comedy. And the show on Wednesday is focused around film and psychology from people from the Robert Wood Medical School at Rutgers University. Cool, cool show, fun time. Check it out. And it's pay what you wish. And that can be nothing. All right. Uh, so... I want to start with winners and losers, and I will go over Whitney's real fast, because uh, Whitney, though she is not here, she is always with us. Uh, her loser is that awkward, wide-eyed kiss between Villanelle and Eve on the bus. And her winner is Villanelle's piano tuner outfit. Yep. Ooh. I love how abstract Whitney went with her, her winners and <laughs> yeah. losers. Yeah. Uh, love it. Uh, we will limit the next round to just losers. Tia, who do you got? Loser. Um, <laughs> loser is, uh, Sergey. He will not get a chance to see his son graduate and do his dance routine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was shot in the head, uh, after being teased about it as well. Yeah. Andrew. Uh, loser is, uh, Villanelle's David Byrne. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly. Um, my loser, I feel like there were a lot of losers in this episode. Mine was the nanny at the mm. beginning. She was just doing her job and like, just, I don't know. I, I felt like she was like a sweet lady and she died. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my loser is paired with that. Uh, or should I say, oh, paired with that. Uh, and oh, that Lord. is the, <laughs> that is the, uh, the baby. The baby. The baby? Yeah. The baby. Um, baby. lost his mama. Hmm. Who didn't seem very engaged in things anyway, but still, um, that stinks. Uh, Winners, Kelly. Ooh, oh God. I was so focused on, um, oh dude, perfume guy. Perfume guy, granted he got like a really weird interaction with this weird lady, but looked like he got paid a shit ton of money. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Andrew. Uh... Let's go with uh, the teddy bear. 
industry. So they got a, a good plug this week. Okay. Nice. Great. Not cool. Many All right. Tia. Um, my winner is Nico because he's free. He's probably living his, he's probably living like the, the best life he's living. Like he's living. I, that is not even a word. Okay. Anyway, he's doing very well. Best that better than he's, I can't talk better than he's done in years. He's, he's free. He's in Poland and he's probably still got his mustache and his knob for now. <laughs> Cool. Uh, I'm going to match that. I will say Nico is the winner as, uh, as well. All right. Thank you, everyone. Uh, it went on for a little while, but it was a real fun, fun chat. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Tia. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Whitney from afar. And thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was.